Thank you. That was that was great. There's such an intense atmosphere here tonight. God is good. I said God is good. You know what you need to do for me tonight? You need to be talking back at me so that I don't sleep on you. So when I hear you talk back at me, then I know that I should not sleep. Because I can likely sleep as I'm talking to you. You won't believe it. You won't believe it. But this week has been a week. It's been, it's been a week and a half. I, I can tell you. I can tell you. I think I, I slept around 4 a.m. this morning. I had to work and work. 4 a.m. woke up around 7, continued working, picked up this flight before they told me stories at the airport. God punished the devil Amen. and his mother-in-law too. <laughs> you know, and I'm here to Benin from Benin. I'm off to Akure. From Akure, back to Lagos to preach. From Lagos, go to Ogun State. So I'll cover four states in, three, in the next three days. So you need to talk to me so that I don't sleep on you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So my, my job is very simple tonight. I'm just here to open up the way for other apostles that are coming to teach and preach the word of God to us. So I'm just here to do an introduction because you will see mightier things even after today and God will be speaking to you. God will be giving you instructions. Is somebody saying amen to that? Amen. You know, so let your heart be fixed in this conference. Um, the, the theme is quite, uh, quite unique. When I saw the fourth, amazing, First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10, stability, strength, confirmation, you know, and all of that. So it means that God is up to something. Tell your neighbor tonight, say God is up to something. Tell somebody else that you love, say God is up to something. I can tell you that God is always up to something. He's always up to something. So tonight, permit me to bring a word to us from Acts chapter 27 and verse 11. Acts chapter 27 and verse 11. The fourth, stability and strength and confirmation. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. So we start from Acts chapter 27 tonight. I will read from the NIV version. Sorry, permit me. Did I say 27? Acts chapter 23 and verse 11. Then we'll come back to chapter 27. Acts chapter 23 and verse 11. Now see what it says. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and God said to him, Take courage as you have testified before me in Jerusalem, so you must ensure that you get to Rome. The King James Version says, And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said to him, Paul, be of good cheer. As thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Do you have another translation for me? Maybe the Amplified or Message Translation. As you have done in Jerusalem, I have a plan for you. You will do the same in Rome. What you have done at a small dimension, I, the Lord, I will ensure that you are able to accomplish it and achieve it at the highest level. 
What you thought is a small thing that you are doing in your small corner, your small cabin. He said, I will ensure that it's not, that's not going, that's not going to be the end of what, of that. I'm going to ensure that that which you are doing that looks small, I will ensure that it gets bigger and stronger and larger in the space of time. God began to speak to Paul and he began to show him a future that Paul does not even know. Tell your neighbor tonight, say there's a future in your future. Tell somebody that you love, not the one you tolerate, say there's a future in my future. God began to paint a picture to him. You've done well in Jerusalem. I will see to it that as you have testified before me, you would also get to Rome. Rome is the biggest place you can get to in that time. Rome was the highest plexus, was the peak of all things. Anybody who gets to Rome has gotten into what is called global visibility. Everybody who gets to Rome, you would get to sit with the Sanhedrin, speak with the highest and the most powerful people in the world. When you speak at Rome, it means that by your voice, the entire world will submit. Let's submit. He said to him, you will still get to Rome. And one of the things that I've understood about God is that when God began, begins to speak to you and he tells you what he's going to do for you and where you are going to, it is very possible that you will get excited and you get happy and you begin to rejoice. Then suddenly, oh, good to see you. Pastor and Mrs. Franklin, help me celebrate them. Wow, good to see you, sir and man. Amazing. And Pastor Ehi, God bless you. Good to see you. And it's, it's important that you know that God begins to speak. Now let me first tell you something about God. And let me review the nature of God. God speaks forward. God never speaks backward. Listen to me. When God speaks, number two, God talks foolishly. God does not make sense. Spirits don't make sense. God speaks forward. He doesn't speak backward. Number two, when he speaks, it sounds like he's foolish. That even you yourself, if you use your human mind, your logic to begin to explain and express or permutate what he's saying, you would tell yourself, this does not make sense. Let me give you an example. God begins to speak and he said through his servant, Elijah in the Bible, he said, by this time tomorrow. By this time tomorrow, all these things that a petrol, one liter of petrol in Nigeria is going to be sold for 50 naira. And you tell yourself, that can only be an amen. Not even before transition. Not to talk about the transition point. How will Nigeria get to that point that you're going to buy one liter of petrol for 50 naira? If you were dead that day, you would say that this person or this pastor that declared that does not know what he's saying. When God speaks, he speaks as if there's fully. He doesn't make sense. You can't understand what he said. Paul was about to go through the worst season of his life. Yet God was telling him, you have done well in Jerusalem. I will ensure that you stand before me in Rome. And Paul was excited. You know, it's good when God speaks to you. I love it when God speaks to me. And you must love it, you must hear his voice. 
Do all you can all your life to ensure you hear the voice of God. The voice of God builds you out of every confusion. The voice of God builds you out of every penury and trouble and storm in this world. The voice of God is what helps you to be able to go through life. Now you heard the voice of God and God begins to tell you, this is where I am taking you to. This is where you are going to. You can get excited for that moment, but I'm telling you, your classroom just began after he spoke to you. You would have thought that that day that God said to Joseph that today, Joseph, I'm going to make you a prime minister. I'm going to make you a great man. You would have thought if Joseph woke up the next day, he would get into the throne. But what happened the next day? He resumed class. I came to speak to people who have been resuming class. Do you know what I mean by resuming classes? Every day you've been in trouble. How many of you have seen a major storm in your life before? Put your left hand up. Oh, this is a wrong crowd. How many of you have seen a very big crowd storm in your life? Put your right hand up. Okay, if all your life, every day you've been seeing storm, put your two hands up. See, you know, you are laughing. And that's not the end. Because if you're not even sure, if the storm would ever go, you put your left hand, right hand up, and your legs up. I mean, so you can laugh for all you care. Let, okay, let, let me divide a, a little bit. And let me tell you a little bit about my story. I will shock you. I will shock you. I, let me fast forward to when I was in Kaduna. There's a lot to say before I go to Kaduna. But let me talk about how I got to, no. Let me fast forward to when I got to Lagos. We got to Lagos in 1991. When we stepped into Lagos, my father used to be rich. He's not rich. He used to be rich. You know, the reason why I said he, he used to be rich was because at a point when we're living in, um, in Oredo here. Is it Oredo? Or Oredo? Aha. When we're living here, he was doing well, particularly he, he had a very good job in Bendel. And he was doing very well. Then my father was moved from one state to another. He got into Nigerian breweries as a cleaner. And he ended up in Nigerian breweries as a director, as the MD. Before, I mean, before he, he and he came into Nigerian breweries at the same time. So he's seen money. He's taught. He's traveled. He's, he's, he's educated. He's well read. And he's beautiful. Then one day, my father was sent on a course. Before he came back on the course, they had already employed another director. And at the spot, as he returned, returned back, they told him to make sure he resigns under duress. He never planned that that was the year of his life that he would resign. He had so many plans, so many dreams, so many things to do, but he resigned that particular year. But we thank God that even when he resigned, things were not that bad. At least he had two and a half houses that he had built. When I say two and a half houses, it means that the half one was still uncompleted. Then, we couldn't go to school. The implication is that I grew up seeing six cars in my father's garage. Six cars. How many cars? So, we the children, we are six. Half of a football team. Six. We have Two, we take a car, two person, Porsche, Porsche 605DX. We have two of us who have a car. 
Another two will have a car. Another two will have a car. Then my father has his own, which is the fourth one. My mother has a beetle, a white beetle, SXDLR. He, a white one, beetle, very small. She takes to Thomas Watt, where she was working. Thomas Watt was the company that used to produce um, these books, these exercise books that we use in school. Apex mill that turned into Apex mill. And the fifth one was, a re, was, a, was on reserve. So if you grew up in that kind of house, you would have said, no, this was the best house to grow up. When my father left his job, and guess what happened? In the space of six years, I saw the six cars become one. From six, it became five. From five, it became four. He got a 200, a 400,000 Naira gratuity from Nigerian breweries. 400,000 Naira now does not make any sense. But 400,000 Naira as at 1989 was quite some money. Because I remember my father bought his first Pojo, a first Pojo 605. He bought it for 4,800 Naira cash. So if you had 400,000 Naira, it means that you could afford about 80 cars with your gratuity. Imagine you can buy 80 cars now. So it means that you've got some money. But we grew up seeing that and we saw everything came down in six years. Six cars became five. Five cars became four. Three, two. When it was two, the children and my mom would share one and my father would have to go out with one. Ladies and gentlemen, it didn't stop at two. We came to one. When he got to one, we, my father would have to go out. We would have to trek to school from Sabo Market down to school in Kaduna and returned back to school. One car my father had. Then one day, my, there was riots in Kaduna and Kaduna was getting very funny. Then my father said, thank God we have a house, a beautiful house in Lagos. Let's go to Lagos and start living there. We got into Lagos with one car, that Porsche 605. You see, that car really, really suffered. If you, I mean, if you ever see a part of the car. Ask the car. You see, when we got into Lagos, my father does not have a job. $400,000 was invested into hoteling business and all kinds of things and it went down. Everything was down. When I said we used to be rich, actually, it meant that when we used to buy things like rice and beans, we buy them in bags. Then suddenly we don't buy in bags again because we used to be rich. Now we buy in Derika, Congo, I don't know what you call it here, cup, milk cup, and all kinds of things. That's how we began to buy and we began to eat. Then one day my father said, I can't even afford money again to send you guys to school. So he got a driver, gave out his Porsche 504, a Porsche 605. And you know, if you, if you paint it yellow, it helps you to understand the picture of the taxi. So they painted it yellow and the man began to do taxi and you trust Nigerian men. When you give them a car to run taxi, what they do is they play a lot of game, come back and tell you carburetor is 40 tomorrow and the tire is bad next tomorrow. Um, the shaft is bad next tomorrow. The shock is having problem next week. After three months, the man came to park the car and the car was useless. My father tried to pitch the car again, did a lot of few things and guess what? He said, this time I'm not going to give you to ride the car. He said, I will start riding the taxi myself. That's a man who was a director of a multinational, not a startup company, of a multinational. He began to do what? Ride a taxi. And after seven months, the car packed up. He sold the car. 
Because all of us, as at the time he sold the car, with the day they were bringing the money, we, we were all awake, alive, alert, because we were seriously indebted. That's the only place you can get your school fees. If you were sleeping that day, it means that you're not going to school the next time. So we were all awake. The man came in 10 p.m., brought the money in the white nylon. Our eyes were wide open. We helped in counting exactly 100,000 and in just five minutes, my father finished sharing 500,000 naira and it meant nothing to live by. Then one day my father said to me, he said to us rather, not me, he said, now you can see where we are, we are on ground level. Remember I have a house in the village. I have a six flat that I built in the village. I want to return back to the village. It's um, cheaper to live in the village. Life is better in the village. And um, life is peaceful in the village. And I'm going back to the village. Are you guys going to go with me or not? And um, the, my mother looked at him and said that I have seen life. I have seen Lagos. I cannot go back to the village again. He said, well, that's your mom. What about you, the children? How many of you will go with me to the village? I said, no. I am not going. My brother said, I'm not going. My sister said, I'm not going. Everybody said, they're not going. My father said, it means that all of you, you are on your own from today henceforth. Whatever happens to you is now your problem. And he meant it. It means that the next breakfast, the next day, or the next dinner is now on your neck. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't even relocate to the village again until he passed on last year, August. At 82 plus. Guess what happened? He, he found out and he told himself that if his children are not going back with him. And his wife is not going back with him. His wife of 53 years. If he's not going with, with him. There's no point him going there. That he decided to stay in Lagos. But guess what? People, we suffered. We suffered. Let me tell you. Let me coach you on what is called suffering 101. In case you think you have suffered. When we started... We thought it was a joke. You know, God said, Paul, you are going to Rome. You are in Jerusalem. You have done well. You are going to Rome. If you woke up that day, you would say no. You would dress up and tell yourself, I'm going to Rome. See, guy, I did go to Rome tomorrow. Once I call you, once I land tomorrow, it's Rome. You sit there. You see, between when God speaks to you and the manifestation of the word, what happens in between is inexplainable. It's inexplainable. My first classroom. Now we could not even afford to pay PTA 100 naira. A school fees. So then we used to be in private school. So you have to move from private to public. And you move to public. That is your public. Public. So 100, 100 naira was our PTA. It was difficult to pay 100 naira for PTA. Ladies and gentlemen. My mother told us this is the way out. The first thing I sold. Look at me. I have been through hell. But I only come out smelling like heaven. Yes, Listen, you see this head that you see? If I don't tell you this story, you would never have believed. There's no how your mind, it's not part of my preaching. I don't know why I mentioned this borrowed course, but you will never have believed it. The first thing I sold was ice water. What did I sell? Ice water. Do you know ice water? Not pure water. Okay, let me now break down. That's why I said suffering 101. You see, do you, do you know this sugar you buy that they tie inside nylon? You see that nylon? They, we used to pour water inside it. Then you put it together. Then you roll it. 
put it in a big bowl, then put block of ice on top of it, and you carry it on your head, and we start shouting on the street, cold ice water, tuture. Cold ice water, tuture. If you are in the, if you are a Yoruba, you would understand that I am speaking the same thing five times, you know, but it sounded like good English, but it was bad English. Cold ice water, tutu. They all mean the same thing. You know, but nobody ever corrected me because when I came into the game, I also met my seniors who were selling water. And in the curriculum, all I hear them say is cold, ice, water, tuture. So it means that this is how to survive this, this tribe. So I joined the tribe and I began to sell cold, ice, water, tuture, one, one naira. Ladies and gentlemen, I sold that for four months and my brothers too. When I was done for four months, I had raised enough money. When I raised enough money, I said I'm not selling pure ice water again. I would start selling sachet water, what we call pure water. Then the machine of pure water was out and I began to sell pure water. You know, pure water is a thicker nylon. Ice water is a weaker nylon. So if you saw me the next day carrying pure water on my head, I was looking down on the people selling ice water. Now we are, levels have changed. We are not on the same level. I'm thick, you are now weak. Ah. So I began to sell I, I pure water. I carry it on my head because one pure water was two naira or two naira fifty cover. So you can buy the water like five times. So I could make a very large profit margin from it. Then I kept on. I sold pure water. From pure water, I made enough money. When I made enough money, I now began to sell soft drinks. Now I moved from weak nylon to thick nylon. From thick nylon, I moved to what is called bottle. That's levels. Bottle. Now we are the gang selling bottles. So I carried bottle. I had Tandy Gurana. I had Gold Sport. I had Limca. I had Green Sand. I had Dr. Pepper product. You carry it on your head and you began to say, because if you sell one of the soft drink, it's probably like five naira or seven naira. This is now far bigger than what you make from pure water. That was not the end of my story. Let's go to 4.0. When I was done with selling drinks and um, one day, I met somebody at where I was selling. It's called Nigerian Port Authority, you know. And I was selling one day, and I met a man when I was going through the escalator for the first time in my life. The man said, how come you speak so good English? And um, you are doing this on the road. Why are you doing this? I said, well, I, life happened, and we have to do this. The man said to me, can you see me tomorrow morning, 9 a.m.? I would help you. And I began to dance. I said, my God, this is how people's lives changed. So I got there. He said, come 9. I got there 8.30. The man didn't come 9. He didn't come 10. But he showed up 10.30. When he showed up, he said, I'm sorry, I was busy. I mean, why would you be sorry? Anybody that is on the ground, you can't be sorry for me. So he picked me up as a young chap. And he said, let us go. So as we were going, we went to a woman who was selling um, food. you know. And I said, no, this man is thoughtful. He probably thinks I'm not taking breakfast. So maybe, and I saw the woman selling rice, beans, um, spaghetti, plantain, you know, beautiful stuff inside, small, small stuff, you know. And um, I thought we just branched to eat, you know, and a conversation started, you know, and I didn't know where the conversation was going to. And the woman said, hey, okay, how nice, hey, fine. He said, say, hey, that's the way you talk yesterday. He said, hey, naim this now. So I was wondering, that's the way you talk, naim this. He wasn't making any sense. He said, ah, so he don't come. He said, he don't come, naim this. That he don't know me that I was the Isaac that was about to be sacrificed. And suddenly I woke up to realize that the man brought me, listen to this, to come and start selling food, washing plates, 
distribute food, go back and collect money 4 p.m. As the woman said, you, you don't come, he that is on the ground is not afraid of a fall. I don't come. She came, brought a, a yellow, a yellow Maggie cube coverall. Put it on my neck. It's called induction or orientation exercise. Put it on my neck, wrapped it around, and said, I should give me my JD. Just pointed at the plate for me to start washing plate. Ladies and gentlemen, I started washing plate and washing plate and washing plate. I will go serve everybody food in Nigerian Port Authority. 4 p.m., I go back and pack the plate and collect money. If the person is not in the office, you sit down. Wisdom says you sit down, get your money, or else if you go back to the madam and you don't have the money you don't have any wage going home with and that's how I live through life I would never forget that man I looked at that man I said is this help you hyped me yesterday I, I, I mean if you have, that's why I said have you been through storm in your life you know somebody hyped you and you just feel like no tomorrow my life is good only to find out that your handler just dropped you in a very hard way on the ground that was my story that was my story let me pause on that story. Let's go to like sin, act 13, sin 2. You know, I met this man in 2000. I met this man in 2000 and, um, 2015. You know, and this man, you'll be, you'll be shocked that how can I remember the man? You see, how do I explain this thing? That it doesn't sound, you see, okay, let's say it in a very, very funky way. When you pull, you forget that you pulled. But the person that packed the pool <laughs> with his beer hands will never forget the texture, the fabric of the pool, and the heat in the hand. In other words, Pesiwe sheet, they forget. Pesiwe pakam, no fee forget. The man could not remember. Listen to me. I was speaking at the conference. Chatter, I was speaking at Institute of Directors meeting. And I was the guest speaker that year at IOD. Was it IOD or CIBN? I think it's IOD. I was a guest speaker there and I was speaking. And when I was done speaking, and see, at IOD meeting, IOD is not a small meeting. It's a meeting of directors. You know, and everybody that came there, they made sense. So it was just a, a blessing that God brought my way or a platform that God brought my way. You know, and when I was done, you know, I knew that, no, I've delivered. I've done a good job on this. When I was done, I had few people lining up to greet me. As usual, when you're done in the place, people want to exchange cards and say, oh, you blessed me or you did this or you do that. You know, then when I was done with a particular director, I saw this man. I could not forget that no. This was 2016, but I could remember what happened in 1996. 20 years after. And the man said, when he was his turn, he said, how are you, sir? He said, see, the way you spoke here today, we would like to invite you to um, the company, uh, Nigerian, uh, Nigerian Port Authority. We would like to invite you to come and train our staff, you know, and do, because I do management consulting, you know, as a pastor. So, come and do this for us and do that for us. And um, I said, he said, can I have your number? I said, you have my number. He said, no, there's no how I would have met a man like you and not have your number. There's no how I would have met a man like you in my life and not have your number. I said, sir, you have my number. I said, I can prove it to you. 
I said, I think you work at Nigerian Port Authority. He said, yes. Then he looked at himself whether he had a badge on or not. There was no badge. I said, but in the year 1996, you were um, promoted as a supervisor. The man thought I was a prophet. You know? And so I said, did you remember that there was a boy? When I narrated my story, honestly, do you know he cannot remember? But by the things I said around it, he knows that this guy knew him many years ago. Even after 20 years, at best, he was still a manager. He had not gone beyond a manager. You know, but he said, can I have your number? And today, he's my friend. Forgiveness, we move on in life, you know, and just move on and we carry on. Let's go back to Act 4. I sold drinks. So one day, the police came and they said that we cannot sell again in Nigerian Port Authority. Nobody hawks again. If you hawk, they will carry you. That's how we retired back home. We went back to our house in Surulere and we asked ourselves, what's the next business? Because we used to be rich, we have lots of bags of gari, of, be of beans or rice. So those bags were wasting. Suddenly, somebody gave us an idea that we can start selling firewood. So we will trek from Surulere to a place called Ebute Meta West. You know, Kano Street in Lagos. So we we'll trek from the place. We we'll go and buy firewood. We we'll put lots of firewood into the bags. Then we we'll carry the bag on our head and we will trek back home. Then we will lie, lay the firewood three by three, tie them together, furnish them, and we sell them each. We sell them for 20 naira, and that's how we're surviving through life. Ladies and gentlemen, we sold firewood. One day, somebody had mercy on us, on us gave us what is called a kiosk. I don't know if you know, you know what they call kiosk. No kiosk. A very cute kiosk. Amstel Malta kiosk. That's when it came out. Gave us a very cute one. We were so happy that, no, this is a breakthrough. You know, that kiosk suffered in our hand. That kiosk was to sell only the product of the manufacturer. E.g., things that is coming from Nigerian breweries like Amstel Malta and a few other things. But if you ever saw the kiosk, this kiosk we told you that the kiosk sold bones, puff puff, chain chain, all kinds of things, almost like 10 products. The kiosk sold egg. Sold egg inside of it. Even the kiosk was rented out for somebody to be sleeping overnight. Uh, see, I am telling you, you, poverty has levels. And I can keep on telling you. I can keep on telling you. So when I tell people that, you, you just think that uh, I've been through hell. I'm coming from a place. God said to Paul, Let's come back to the teaching. You have testified before me in Jerusalem. He said, I will still take you to Rome. Guess what happened the next day? When he woke up the next day, they picked him up as a jail man. They put him inside a jail. And they began to move Paul from one city to another. I thought Paul God said that I will get to Rome. Now the vision does not make any sense. Now it is not strong again. You now have to start surviving. You know, at a point you want to thrive. But you look at yourself and you tell yourself, where I am does not require me to thrive. All I need to do is that I need to survive. You know, when I said to you that God speaks forward. So, you can be broke now. And you just need 200 naira. And God is now beginning to tell you in his word. that I shall send you unto nations. You now say Isaiah 49 verse 6. That I have sent you to all the nations. Baba, I'm not looking for nations. 
I just need to have breakfast. There's just something that I need now. You know, and you're saying God is admission that I'm looking for. And God is now telling you how you are going to build multinationals and you'll be an employer of 5,000. Say, God, can you leave the 5,000? And can I just get this 40K job? I just want to survive. So it gets blurry. It looks like what God said does not make sense again. They began to move Paul from one boat to another. Moved him, then they started a journey, a voyage. And guess what? As they were going, the Bible says that the ship got wrecked inside the water. It got wrecked inside the water. That's a man that God said to him that you are going to get to Rome. Paul looked at himself and said, it looks like no. This is going to be the end of my life. I'm not sure that I can go beyond this. I'm not sure anything can happen to me again after this. It was a shipwreck. He, he tried in the midst of that. He was quite spiritual. He woke up one day, spoke to all the men there. He said, the Lord whose I am and whom I serve appeared to me last night that this ship is going to wreck, but there shall be no loss of life. They didn't believe him. Because how can a prisoner... How can somebody who is a prisoner like us be prophesying to us what will happen? I don't know if it has ever happened to you when you are in the midst of people that are suffering together and you are saying the Lord spoke to you. They say, which Lord spoke to you? The Lord spoke to you. Listen, I remember, let me tell you, let's go to suffering like 9.0. I wrote jam. Do you remember jam? I was privileged to write jam. Six times. When I asked you that, have you seen Storm before? You were laughing at me. Listen to me. I wrote jam first year, second year. I was not failing, but I was not getting admission. I wasn't failing. I wasn't getting admission. My problem was that is it that medicine or I die? That was my ignorance. And is it that I go to Unilag or OAU or I die? That was just my ignorance. I didn't know that I could change course. I didn't know that I could go and manage another school somewhere. You know, it was either Unilag University of Ife, or I die. Ha. First year, second year, listen to me, if you ever met the jam registrar, you know, I think they made a mistake. And I'll tell you how, why I think they made a mistake. You know, when you write jam, there's a brochure. Inside the brochure, when you get to the second page, there is always somebody, his name is Suleiman. They always put his face. When they want to show you how to fill the form and how to pick your course, I feel that jam was very unjust. And the reason is because if I have written jam five times, I qualify to be a jam ambassador. I should be the one that's now teaching people how to fill form. At least, even if I will not pass, let my face be there. But it has always been Suleiman, year in, year out. That's not fair. I can tell you on and on that many times in my life, I would tell myself that this thing does not make sense. Many times I want to give up. See, the future that I was seeing became very blurry. All I wanted to do was that I wanted to survive. I just wanted to survive. And many of us could be in this situation. That's where we are. But well, can I show you something? I will come back to Paul. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. 
Can you play on the keyboard for me? Thank you. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. Now, see this very powerful scripture, which is what we're talking about in this convention. That, but the God of all grace. How many grace? Talk to me. How many grace? Now, he's talking about all grace. And let me, let me take it one after the other. When it says all grace, it means that there is something about grace that we need to understand. And this is it. When there's a part of your life that is working, it means that you have received grace for it. When there's a part that is not working, it means that you have not received grace for it. Let me give you an example. So you can be a smooth preacher. You can quote the Bible. When you, when you read or speak the word of God, it flows in your mouth. But you can still be going home after church service and still not have transport fare. So you have received grace for something. You have not received grace for the other thing. He is called the God, not of some grace. The God of what? All grace. Which means that the God you talk about, he's a very, very specific God that everything that you need, he has grace that is available for it. He's called the God of all grace. And you must understand when he said the God of all grace begins to explain something very important to you that he tells you the capacity of God. God is not somebody who can just supply one area of your life. He can supply all areas of your life. He's called the God of all grace. Which means that if financial grace is missing, he can give you that grace. If your healing grace is missing, he can give you that grace. He is God. I always say that God is not a name. God is an office. It's not a name. And if it's an office, it means that he can change to become whatever he wants to be. So if you wake up today and you say that I am sick, and you say, God, you are my Jehovah, the healer. He becomes Jehovah Rapha. As he becomes your Jehovah Rapha, somebody else is broke. And he say, God, supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. He moves away from Jehovah Rapha. He becomes Jehovah Jireh. And suddenly he becomes Jehovah Shabbat. He moves from one place to another. He's an office. He's called the God of all grace. So if there's anything that is missing in your life, there's a God called the God of all grace. He can fix it. And it says he's called you unto eternal glory. And I like the next thing he said. He said, after you have suffered for a what? A while. Somebody say a while. No, you're not talking to me. Somebody say a while. Now, do you know that according to the scripture, sufferings were never created to last for a lifetime. Many times, the longer we stay in our process is just because we don't have certain information or certain revelation. So it means that it is the day that you get your own revelation, that's the day you get out of it. Let me explain what I'm saying to you. Do you know that every one of us, we got healed the day Jesus died on the cross. Do you believe that? But the day you got your own healing was not the day Jesus healed you. That's the day light came to you. So it does not take time. It takes light. The day your own light comes, that's when you get out of it. 
is the God of all grace. He said, after you have suffered a while. Now, Reverend, look at some words that God begins to use in the Bible. And he will say words like this. Don't weeping may endure for a night. Do you see that even suffering has time boundary? Weeping may endure for a night. I show you another one in Isaiah 48. Where he says that, for a little while have I forsaken you. But with great treasure of favor will I give unto you. And he says, for a little while have I left you. So he was leaving you, not for a long time, but for a little while. Here he says, after you have suffered for a while. Listen to me, Refinery Church. I don't know where you are in the process of life. And I don't know how life has been so stormy to you. Some of you have been fighting battles as far as you can remember all your life. And it looks like it will never go. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, I stretch the rod of God towards you. Today is the day of that process in the name of Jesus. That your amen needs some massage. I said today is the expiry date of that process. In the name of Jesus, I come as a spiritual timekeeper and I came to tell you that you have stayed too long in that process. You are breaking out of it in the name of Jesus. Whatever is missing in your life, God will fix it. He's called the God of all grace. He said, after you have suffered for a while, not after you have suffered for a long time. Not after you have suffered all your life. I pray for you, you will not suffer all your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You see this scripture? The first time I saw this scripture in my life was the year 2004. And this scripture came alive inside of me. After you have suffered for a while. It means that it was never meant to last a long time. He was Daniel woke up and said, We have been suffering. And he checked the books. It's supposed to be for 70 years. How come it is past 70 years and we are still suffering? And that's one thing you must begin to learn. Lord, this process that I am in, how long is it supposed to be? I hope you know you can negotiate the process of your life. See, you will go through your process. I'm not saying you will run away from process. You will go through your process. But how do you understand the range, the time of your process? How long are you supposed to stay? This scripture came alive in me. I said to myself, no. These things must stop. How can I be hawking all my life? These things must stop. Even when I stopped hawking, I was still enslaved. I was still enslaved. I was enslaved. I would have to teach from tutorial school to many tutorial school to be, you know, by the time I got to the university I finished from, you know, many of them never understood why I am like the way they saw me. And I was different. They didn't know. You see, let me tell you something. When I got into the university finally, many years ago, people were saying you are different. Why are you different from us? Let me tell you what they do understand. Have you, have you been chased by cockroach before? You know, when you're chased by cockroach, you don't run so much. Highest, you'll be scared. You know, you move away. You know, but like the ladies. Now, ants have a way to say, no, I don't want to go the, uh, near the ants. Now, have you been chased by a local dog before? I'm not talking about a very true one, no, no. 
a local dog, the one that walks around on the street on daily basis, that hustles for his food on the road. Nobody gives him food in the house in the morning and he begins to chase you. When a local dog, you see, when cockroach is chasing you, there's a way you will run. When dog is chasing you, it now depends on the kind of dog. If an ajapota dog is chasing you, there's a way you can just be jumping. And say, stop it, puppy. Stop it, puppy. You know, and the, 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 the dog will be laughing with you. You know, but if you now see real-time dog, real-time, and that one barks at you, you will know that. You see, when you hear the bark, nobody needs to tell you that you need to take off. And suddenly, as you begin to run, you saw a wall. And you know that if this dog ever bites you, you are gone. Do you know that because the dog was chasing you, your instinct will wake up? You would never have thought that you were a creative person. Suddenly, when you are seeing walls, eh, you are seeing doors, you are seeing handles on the place. There are heights that even when you are in school, when they say do PHE, jump a place, said no, I don't have strength to jump. Ladies and gentlemen, when you see something you can jump, you would tell yourself, when I am no mad, something wakes up on your inside, you will jump over the fence. So I told one of my friends, what is pursuing us is different. I'm running not because I just want to run. There's something I'm running away from. There's something I'm running towards. There's something I said, you guys grew up in good homes. You had good money. I mean, you are living life. You're good. When you're done with school, you got a job. Who's going to give me a job? I have to, to prepare a future. I prepare a future for myself. After you have suffered a while. A while. Somebody say a while. Some things are getting too long. And I come to put a stop to it today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever has been growing too long in your life, in your family life, in your family tree, I declare a full stop to those things in the name of Jesus. After a while, a while, guess what he says? He said, after you have suffered, the Lord will make you perfect. He will now make you established. He will now strengthen you. And I like the last part. He will now settle you. You know, let me, do you know how to explain settlement? I like apprenticeship a lot. You know, particularly our friends in the East. When you are an apprentice to your uncle or you're working with your uncle, you have an agreement that for two years or ten years or six years, you will work with this uncle. After you have served him, on the day you are done, he will what? Settle you except your uncle is wicked. And when he's settling you, he gives you money to get your own shop, puts things into the shop, he actually establishes you. Imagine God telling you that with all you have been through, I will settle you. Listen, there's a technology of the spirit, it's called restoration. Restoration is a powerful technology that under a certain condition, Things that have gone wrong in 10 years can come in one second. It's only a technology that can do that. And that's called restoration. He said, after you have suffered a while, 
there was no time to talk about the story of Paul. The Bible says that when they finally came out of the shipwreck, what they were holding to come out to show that they have seen land was a broken piece of wood. Give me Acts chapter 27 and verse 21. Verse 43 rather. Acts 27 and 43. I'm saying to somebody tonight, you will make it to the end. Everyone in your ship will make it to the end. The storms you see today will not kill you. The storms you see today will not define you. The storms are coming to renew your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Say that amen like you believe it. Very powerful scripture. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get into the land. Go to the next verse. And the rest, some on boards. Listen to me, he was talking about how they came out of a shipwreck after about three nights seeing darkness and water. This was how they came out. He said some came out with boards. Some came out on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that all of them escaped safe to the land. How many of them? As I said, that everybody in your ship will make it. Because of you, your family will be great. Because of you, your family will be on the map. Because of you, your family will be wretched. You're not saying amen like you believe it. Let me tell you something. One day I vowed. I said to myself, Lord, with everything I've gone through in my life, you must settle me. And I said to God, the kind of settlement I want is not cheap settlement. You know, because the kind of suffering I went through, they were not cheap. I went through a lot of things. There's no time to tell you. I could tell you when I was, when I was so frustrated, depressed, and got myself into smoking. Doing all kinds of things. I was so depressed with life. One day I looked at the whole trajectory of my life and I said, God, so you mean that with all these things I've gone through, what will happen to me in life is I will just be average. I said, no. No. God, you have to restore me. God, you have to settle me. God, you have to help me. You have to help me. And you're going to pray that prayer this night. We're going to pray together. It's going to be a defining moment for you. It's going to be a defining moment. A defining moment. I was angry. I was tired. After you suffered for a while, how can my while be 20 years? If you say, I've not seen a friend in a while, is that 20 years? Maybe three months, six months. Mine was hitting 10 years, 15 years. I told myself that by the time I'm 50, I know how my life will look like. I know how I would just be normal, average. And I said to God, no. You've got to settle me. You said after I have suffered a while, you will settle me. You will establish me. You will help me. And as we finally get into the fourth year, he's the fourth man in the midst of the fire. When they threw all the men, three of them into the fire, when they came back to check, they expected to find out that they were dead. But they were seeing another man 
inside the fire. You know what I'm praying to God for? You will not die inside your process. You don't understand. You will not die inside that process. You know, because if you die inside that process, of what use was it that you went through it? You must be preserved. You must be preserved. That's why he's the fourth man. And in the fourth year of the refinery church, he's going to come to give you stability. It's going to come to compensate you. It's going to come to establish you. It's going to come to strengthen you and make you stable. You know why he's going to do that? Because after this cycle of these things, after a while, there's a new season that is coming. And tonight I come to introduce you to a new season that God is about to do something unusual about your destiny beyond how you can think, imagine, plan, or permutate in your heart in the name of Jesus. I prayed it. I prayed it and I walked towards it. I prayed it, I walked towards it. I prayed it, I walked towards it. I prayed it, I walked towards it. And I was praying it, walking it out. Praying it, walking it out. Praying it, walking it out. One day my father said to me, said, I wish that one day somebody would be a doctor in my family. He said, because if you check the entire lineage, nobody ever had a doctorate. I said, I will have it. And guess what? I had it. The same one that was selling on the road. The same one. One day I was teaching, I, I lecture MBA students in Europe online. And one day I was teaching a course called Corporate Finance. And we're talking about debt management. And then one of my students said to me, he said, I love the way you teach. I said, why do you say so? He said, because you, it, it looks like when you teach us, we understand better. He said, did you school in Princeton? Did you school in Yale? Did you school in Pennsylvania? Did you go to Harvard? I was just laughing. Who dashed monkey banana? Harvard. Princeton. You, you, know, you know monkeys? You know monkeys cannot climb, uh, what do you call it, banana tree? Are you aware? They can't. You know why? Because the, 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 the texture of their hands cannot hold a tree. So it's, they keep slipping down. So if you ever see banana in the hand of a monkey, he didn't climb the monkey. He didn't climb the tree to pluck it himself. Somebody gave him. They dashed him. That's why they say, who dash monkey banana? If you ever find it in the hand of the monkey, he was dashed. If you ever see anything in my life, it's grace that gave me. I can't climb the tree. I know where I was coming from. I know I was, I can't climb it. If you see it in my hand, it's grace that gave me. It is grace that compensates. It is grace that makes perfect. It is grace that establishes. And it is grace that settles. Said is a lie because when I was doing my PhD, he was not aware. He was not aware. When I finished, he was shocked. He said, When did you do masters? I said, I didn't do masters. I said, I had two masters. My father put his hand on his head. He began to dance. And I said, No, I would not live a normal life with all I've been through. One day my father said to me, I wish that our name would be known in our in our states. Let them know somebody came out from this family. I said, that's another prayer point. One day I slept, I woke up, and they put my name on the map. The first man from Oshu State to be on Forbes. God can settle a man. And I tell you this, the grace of God. The grace of God. So, when I tell you, let us pray, I know what I am saying. I hope your heart is burning as I'm speaking. 
came with a grace that makes great. I didn't come to entertain you or inspire you. I came with a grace that can also lift you. If God can bring me out of the pit, he can bring anybody out of the pit. If God can make me to sit down with princes, he can make anybody here to be in charge of kings. One day I looked at my life and I, I went into the restroom. I was crying. Would you believe why I was crying? I've been doing the training and coaching for three days and that was the third day. And I was about to go. So I was spending 10 hours daily in coaching. And I was only coaching two people. Not because I wasn't coaching 100 people or 500 people. I could do that regular. But I was coaching two people. A man and a woman. And guess what? They paid all kinds of money to have me for three days. And they were kings and queens of a region. And I went back to the place. In my, and I began to cry me it used to be a song I see the nations come to me to receive answers you know one day I saw it in the Bible where the Bible says listen to this that seest thou a man diligent in his works he, one day he will stand before kings and he will not stand before mere men then I used to pray that and one day I said to God I said God I know that you want men to stand before kings I said can kings also stand before me can I also be the man that kings can stand before? That day I saw it come into reality. The third day of the training, I went to cry. I said, God, this wouldn't have been me. How would I have planned this movie of my life? Listen to me. When God is done with you, this is what will happen. He will perfect you. What that means is that it will look like you never went through the fire. He said, people will be checking. Is it you? Is it not you? Is it you? Is it not is it not you that we saw yesterday on the street and they said she's the one, she's not, it looks like the people, you are not here. I said some of you they will begin to talk about you after this conference and they will be confused and they will say is it you, is it not you? Is it you, you know why? You would have changed levels. After you have suffered a while he will settle you. He will establish you. He, he said, so sometimes God will make men to walk upon your head. He will make men to treat you anyhow. He will make you go through terrible times. You know why? Because when we say all things work together, it's not just good things. It can't only be bad stuff. It has to be the good and the bad. All things. When I look back at my life, there's no suffering I went through that didn't make sense. There's no suffering that didn't make sense. Today I can tell you that suffering helped me. I wrote one book one day during the COVID. The book is called Stay in Your Process. You know what I wrote inside the book? I wrote the story of my life. I just wrote the story of my life, all I went through. I wrote it inside it. Then I called a senior friend. His name is Brian Tracy. And I said to him, sir, can you read this book? I know you're busy. He said, I'll go through it. He read it. He said, okay, okay. I said, what's that, sir? He said, this book must be published. I love it. I love it. It will help Africans. I said, okay. I said, if you love it, write about it. Then he wrote a forward for it. Then I put up the book. Bam! All I wrote inside the book, my shame, my suffering. Do you know how much I made from the book? My shame was feeding me. It was suffering. What is opera selling? It's shame now. It's shame. My shame, my suffering. 
That's what I'm telling you that what you are going through is not a waste. One day, somebody will pay for it. You will not reap where you sow, but you will reap what you sow. Somebody will pay for it. Will pay for it. Ask every great man you ever met. I've heard him share his story many times. I mean, when they needed to get the visa to go outside the country. There's nobody that does not go through a process. But you know what? Stay there. And when God is done with you, he will perfect you. You know, they came out with broken woods. And God is so funny. They didn't come out with strong woods. They, that you would say the room, the, the wood was strong. That's what they put their hands up so that they could come out. It was a broken piece of wood. Some of you are broken. Some of you are bleeding. You are in your vulnerable state right now. God says anyhow, you will come out of it. You may not come out strong, but you will still come out of it. It means you come out. When they came out of that boat, snakes came out. They were burning fire. They wanted heat in their body. One snake came out of a viper. And guess what? Pecked on Paul. If you were dead that day, you would have said, ah, God has caught him now. I always knew he was not a Christian. And the Bible says they were waiting for him to drop dead. But the Bible says he just shook it out of his hand. You know, Paul just looked at it and said that, I've been in the dark for three days and three nights. With what I have been through, is it a snake that will now stop my next level? He shook it out. How did David kill Goliath? He said, when I was in my father's field, I used to take care of the bears and the lion that came. So you are Goliath and you think you are big. What I have been through is bigger than what is before me. Listen to me. Everything you have gone through is now going to be a raw material. What you will use to conquer more territories in the future. That's what it's going to be. So don't, don't, don't fret. Don't lose hope. God is up to something. Hallelujah. God is up to something. Tell yourself, say God is up to something. Can you stand to your feet tonight? Have you been blessed? There's a prayer I want you to first pray. I just want us to pray it together. I don't know how you are going to pray it. But please, Refinery Church, pray this prayer well. With what I've said to you, you can't pray this prayer doing guy. You can't pray this prayer as a proud person. You can only pray it as somebody who understands that God can help a man. God can raise a man. God can raise a man. The fourth. God has a plan of stability. He has a plan of stability. He has a plan of settlement that you must not miss out of it. He said, after you have suffered a while, Lord, I've been in this process for a while. It's my time to break out of it. It's my time of settlement. It's my time of perfection. It's my time of establishment. It's my time to be strengthened. I want you to pray that from your heart for the next one minute, everybody. And the way you pray it will show whether you are really running away from something and you are running towards something. If your help is not in the hand of a man and your help is in the hand of God, I want you to pray it. 
if you know that God is the only card, the last card, that if God cannot help you, no man can help you, I want you to praise. Except you always thought that there is a man somewhere that will help you. There's a woman that will help you somewhere. The Bible says one day you will be disappointed. Those who promise you shall fail. Those who promise you shall fail. Come on, go ahead and pray from your heart. You may have been weak, you may have been weak, but you're gonna make it even in broken pieces. Pray, 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 pray. God brought this conference because of you. He brought this conference because of you. He has a plan. He's the fourth man. He wants to establish you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to compensate you. He wants to restore you. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Your future, your future needs it. The life of your children needs it. Your generation needs it. Paraskito paraska. Lekotapra kusta hakata. Zekotaprahanda. Where they trust you will never get you. You will get there and you will surpass it. Where they trust you will not get you. What they trust you will never have. Who they trust you will never become. It is time for you under the grace of God. This is the night to sharpen your dreams, sharpen your vision. God is not done with you. God is up to something in your life. He will do a new thing. He will do a new thing. He will do a new thing. Pray, 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 pray. Pray like you don't have a plan B. Pray like you don't have a plan B. Pray like you don't have a plan B. Settle me, Lord. Settle me, Lord. Settle me, Lord. Establish me, Lord. God of all grace. God of all grace. God of all grace. I'm fallen weak. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. Akataparaski
come a smelling like heaven. You will come a smelling like heaven. the person if the voice does not sponsor you you will do all you can and you will never rise in this kingdom we only rise by voice functioning Jesus was on earth your Jesus my Jesus he was on earth for many years at best he was a carpenter at best then one day a voice sponsored him from heaven that voice came, things changed. There must be a voice that must function, that must, that must sponsor you. Sometimes God will bring vessels your way. All they came to do is to sponsor you in the spirit. I'm telling you. They just come to sponsor you. They power you up in the spirit. In Ezekiel 12, verse 23, he said, so that they will not climb the mountain, their voices were stopped. The devil will do all to make sure your, your voice is stopped. No man rises except there is a voice that sponsors them. But there is a voice tonight. Yes. That voice says after you have suffered a while. I the Lord, I will perfect you. Which means that if things have been happening before and it has not been perfected, it is this night that it will be perfected. Maybe you prayed for healing and um, you got healed a bit and after a while it continued in your body. It is this night that it will be perfected. That voice said, I will establish you. I will give you confidence. I will put you on your feet. If you have been feeling weak, I will strengthen you. Then he said, I will settle you. Nobody rises except there is a voice that sponsors them in the spirit. There's one more prayer I still want you to pray. And I feel that as you, I, I know that as you pray this prayer now, there's going to be an invasion of heaven here. As you pray that prayer. Because I can see with my eyes that the angels of God are already settled here. Even after that first prayer. And you will see what I mean. But I want you to pray. Lord, sponsor my destiny. 
There must be a voice that sponsors you. There must be a voice that sponsors you, that helps you. He says that voice says you, it will perfect you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you and it will settle you. You will lift up your hands. Maybe we should pray it in that traditional way. I want you to pray with your heart. When you say, oh Lord, sponsor me by your voice. Sponsor my destiny. Power my life. Let no man power my life. Let no woman power my life. Let no institution power my life. Let it be your voice. Let it be your voice. Let it be your voice. Are you ready to pray? Lift up your voice and declare that tonight. Shakatam Padaskia. Sekita Padaskita. Ekotam Palaskia. Rakata Palaskia. Sekete Rakata. Sekia Spala. Seke Shata. Ekatapala. Selete Eketeva. Akata. Aka. Men must rise. Refinery church. Men of influence. They must rise. Akatapalaskia. Sekotapalea. Men from the government. Men from politics. Men from media. Men for education, men for economy. Akatapalia, Shasta Palaska, Yakita Pala, Ekatapala, Sekatepa, Shata, Papa, Sekatepa, Shapla Piata, Ekeletia, Apara. I like the way you are praying. 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 Sponsor my destiny.
battling with ulcer and you've been suffering from it so as we were praying the angels of the Lord began to move and they began to fix things they began to fix things you see the three of you there God has sorted you God has sorted you there's a sorting there's a sorting he has shuffled it I saw him shuffling it and I saw him settling it if you have ulcer come out you're battling with it the Lord showed me three people one person you're on white you know and two other people just come out it's a day of settlement regulated a lot of things and it battles you a lot if you have it can you kneel here and just talk to God settle it with him tonight just continue to pray whatever it is that has been a process in your life for a long time God said there is a day like today that I will settle you I will establish you I am the fourth man in the midst of the fire the fire will be burning but it will look like you are not inside the fire for I shall preserve you in the midst of the process I will bring you out of it you will look like you never went through the fire it's the God that makes a man stable it's the God that makes a man stable he said to Paul do you know the funny thing about all that happened to Paul he went to the river he got into the shipwreck just because God told him he will not die he will go to Rome and I'm telling you tonight you will get to where God promised you there's nothing that will cut short your life there's no sickness, no disease no devil, no ignorance that will cut short your life you will get to Rome you will fulfill your destiny let there be shipwreck you will come out of the shipwreck let there be all kinds of storm you will come out of the storm you know why you are on your way to Rome God told Paul you will take my word to Rome that's why you will not die young that's why you will not this is not the best of God for you God is up to something and he has more for you I pray for everybody here tonight dealing with ulcer because as we were praying I saw the angels of God moving and I saw them walking even in the intestines of people then I saw that it was ulcer and specifically I saw three people but in the name of the Lord Jesus everybody can we stretch forth our hands to them after you have suffered a while this is the end of their while can you pray in the Holy Ghost for them for just one minute this is going to be the last time you had that preparatory feel that got you down and useless for days this is going to be that last time you will come back here to testify you will come to the refinery ground and testify you will come and testify this is going to be one major one major
a miracle in this conference. We declare that you are free. 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 In the name of Jesus. Every word you spoke on this altar today, the Lord says you are free from it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And you're going to come back to testify to this particular miracle. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I want to pray for you now. And I want your amen to be loud. Receive the word by faith. Listen, I just had a feeling that for God to still make it work out that I could still make it God is up to something can I tell you how I made it they stepped down somebody from the aircraft delayed it stepped down somebody it had moved and they said I should go in it must be because God wants me to speak his word because honestly I would just go back there's nothing I can do I'll just go back home, sleep. But there must be somebody that was pulling me in the spirit. There was somebody that was pulling me. I hope you know that Paul and Peter, it was not their intention to use their handkerchief or their shadow to heal the sick. No, it was the people pulling it. They were too much. Many times, it's not the people that come to bless you. It's actually what you pull from there. That's what gets to you. That's why you know that every man is just a human being. He's a human being. It is what you pull. That's what you will get. That's why everybody will go through the same classroom. Have the same teacher. And they will end up. Some will end up poor. Some will end up great. Some will end up powerful. The same teacher. The same classroom. The same curriculum. I pray for you tonight lift your hands he said believe the Lord your God you'll be established you see that believe his prophet he said you would what you prosper I want to move you from establishment into prosperity and I declare and decree by the purity of breath in my mouth over you I declare today whatever has kept you low in life for a long time we declare an expiry date over that tonight and we declare that we are coming out free in the name of Jesus. One of the marks that we will see as testimony in this conference is that men will be liberated, men will be settled. Oh, your amen needs some massage. Men will be liberated, men will be settled, men will be perfected, men will be strengthened, will be settled in the name of Jesus. Tonight I lend my voice with the voice of the men of God over this house and all the pastors here. You are coming out of every pitch in the name of Jesus. You will not be small in your life. 
you will not die small in your life for the purpose of the kingdom God will raise you up for the purpose of the kingdom God will raise you up for the purpose of the kingdom God will raise you up in the name of Jesus men in politics men in media men in education men in economy men in politics they are rising from this house men that will shape this nation in the name of Jesus a day is coming a day is coming they will open the books of this nation and they will mention the great people this nation has ever produced and I'm telling you refinery church God has a place for you in that list in the name of Jesus you will not be small if there is a pattern in anybody's life or family that produces repeatedly consistent level of failure and stress today I declare that those patterns are over I declare that those patterns are over if you came in sick you are going out healed if you came in oppressed you are walking out free the Bible said they shall walk into the temple in one door but they shall go out in seven doors you came out here through one door. You will leave this conference tonight with seven layers of miracles. Your ministries will blossom. The works of your hand will blossom. Your career will blossom. In the name of Jesus. The grace that makes great. God gives it to us tonight in the name of Jesus. There are men in the Bible that did not come from the lineage of Jesus. Interestingly, there were women, but their names showed in the lineage of Jesus. It was by divine engraftment. They didn't produce them in that family. They were divinely engrafted. Example is Tamar. Example is Ruth. Example is Mary. All the five women in the lineage of Jesus were not born from the lineage of Jesus. They just cut them. It's like having two trees. Cut them from this tree. This one has been producing evil, failure, stress. They just cut them out. And there's another one that is producing good, blessings, increase, fruitfulness. And they just engrafted them. And since that day, they began to live a blessed life. Today, I declare, this night is your night of divine engraftment. You think all your life you will stress till you die. I'm praying for you. God will take you out of that pattern. And he will plant you into a new pattern. In the name of Jesus. After this conference, you will know that God called this conference because of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' name we'll pray. Have you been blessed tonight? Put your hands together for the Lord and bless Him and give Him praise. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. I want to say thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am.